Now, before we start the whole podcast running, let me ask you guys a quick question. Have you ever wondered how you can actually take your skills from online to from offline to online and that can actually help you to amplify your reach and bring better opportunities? Well, if you have, then this episode is for you. Hi, my name is Rayson Chu and I'm your host for the Regacy Show and Today, it's really our honor and pleasure to have this renowned magician. And his name is none other than Daniel Chan. Well, Daniel is actually an international, internationally renowned, award-winning magician and mentalist. He is regarded as one of the world's top virtual magicians, and he has performed magic for many of the world's largest corporations worldwide including google facebook apple and even government officials not just that he has even performed for thought leaders and influencers like tim ferris paula abdul george lucas john madden and many more and before he actually did his virtual events daniel performed 5000 plus shows worldwide and he has provided the perfect entertainment solution for his corporate audiences. And his signature effects and pickpocketing are legendary among Silicon Valley elite and billionaires. So in 2016, BuzzFeed has profiled him with an article titled as Meet Silicon Valley's Favorite Magician. Since then, Daniel has performed for many of the world's largest corporations worldwide, The Hustle, The Business of Business, Voyage LA, Hollywood Monthly, and Business Insider have all featured Dan. CNBC even featured Dan as one of the few top Airbnb experience hosts to be granted IPO shares for his early contributions. Well, without further ado, let's welcome Daniel into the house. Woohoo! Hey! Hey, you're most welcome, man. Well, thank you so much for wanting to be a part of this podcast. Really, really appreciate you for coming over here. So how, how are you feeling today, man? I am doing great. I just, uh, this is one of the few days that I don't have performances, but I ha- this is my fourth podcast today. So I'm, I'm super excited to share with you my story. Wow, that, that, that's, that's really, really great. And man, I mean, like, how, how's the situation over in uh, San Francisco? You're based in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, San Francisco Bay Area, more specifically Fremont, California. Oh, okay. So how, how, how's the COVID situation over there? Is it still like lockdown or, or something like that? Um, things are loosening up. Uh, things are different in California and Nevada. Most recently, mm-hmm. last week, we, my family was skiing out in uh, Reno, and we were <laughs> there's a lot of it it's it's really different from reno to the bay area but because i can do shows i've done shows uh virtually mm-hmm. doing shows in catalina we've done shows in chino hills reno and even huntsville utah so this has been a big opportunity for me because i've actually 2x my two or three X my December. And last year I increased my net worth in my stock portfolio by well over 500%. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Wow. That's, that's impressive, man. uh, How I wish I can increase mine to 500% as well. Then, and and we will talk about this secret later on. And um, let's start the whole interview, shall we? Absolutely. All right. Now, uh, before we actually dive into the main focus of our interview, right, our audience would love to get to know you a little bit better. And that is, can you tell us a bit about your childhood backstory? I grew up in San Francisco. I went to a magnet high school, which was Lowell High School. But before then, I was picked on a lot. I was a, a small, oh. scrawny kid, so I had to prove myself. And San Francisco, you just have to show that you're a little bit tough and work through things because you know out in the suburbs where i live now it's 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 different you know san francisco mm-hmm. there's a, there's a little bit more of a risk of mm-hmm. things happening and yep. just had to stand out especially since my parents were divorced 
Oh, okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, oh. no. It, it also makes you a little bit tougher because you have to stand up for yourself and you learn a lot. But uh, I was in San Francisco <laughs> kind of crazy because I'd be wearing my tank tops just to, you know, when it's freezing cold, San Francisco is known for its cold weather. But because if I'm not wearing a tank top, people think you're small. <laughs> they, can't, they don't see the muscles under there. I was ripped. I was really like buff when I was young because I took like acrobatics and I swam. But you couldn't see that so i was just mm -hmm. you know show off your muscles so you don't get beat up or jumped okay okay yeah i get i get you especially when we are younger we need to have those muscles so that we can be seen as very tough and mean gene kind of stuff right and man especially in as an asian living in um, america there definitely will be some racial abuse and all this kind of nonsensical stuff that happens around on and off and you have to really you know protect yourself and even your family and even your best friends best bud as well so wow I, I can actually feel you especially that period of time because i've been bullied before as well but of course um today we're gonna talk a little bit more about you so we're not gonna um, i'm not gonna share so much about myself as well but of course um you know you actually grew up in san francisco as you mentioned so what actually got you into magic was it something that you've always wanted to do i think everyone's curious about magic you watch mm -hmm. copperfield when you're growing up especially at my age yep. and i would gravitate toward watching magic and i had a couple of magic books i spent i wasn't like a rich kid because i know a lot of people had nice kids in fact one of my cousins had a nice kit and then i would just borrow it from them he, they went to las vegas but i was a little bit cheaper and i just ended up borrowing their kits and those kits are expensive especially the ones when you go to las vegas the nice ones so i would go to the bookstore i remember going to i think barnes and noble and i still had the receipt in there it's just like the simple card tricks but you don't take it seriously until you realize that you can make a little bit of money doing this and you start realizing what do I want to do for a living? And that's when you really take it seriously. Okay. All right. Okay. Interesting. So when you got serious into magic, right, did, did you face any kind of uh, obstacles along the way? Yeah, I had um, both obstacles and failures. And from the failures, mm -hmm. there was, um, I tried to do three things. I set up goals. But you don't always hit your goals but sometimes you hit even bigger and better goals i had the goal of going on juggle magazine um magic Ma you know magic magazine or genie magazine or balloon magic magazine and i wanted my wife to be on that but i didn't hit those goals but you know i hit a lot of goals a lot later even i think better because i hit mainstream media as you said last year i was featured in business insider twice cnbc Whoa. ajla um, I was featured on the hustle to 2 million inboxes plus ABC seven news and many other outlets. And those are just some of the bigger ones. So just because I failed on that goals that I set for myself 10 years ago, the preparation that I did still led me forward to accomplishing even bigger goals. Hmm. Okay. And who knows, maybe some of these places will eventually have me once they hear about my mainstream success like you can't ignore like people like david blaine who have been on television so it's failure is part of the success formula you just know what not to do yep i understand true true so so i i could see that you know you are really ambitious and and you have that determination. So one thing is, how do you actually find that inspiration to overcome those that that obstacle that you actually face, like not able to be on this magazine or not able to be, you know, be featured there? How do you overcome that? Well, you just set bigger goals and you just knock off something else because certain things aren't meant to be or it's not meant to be at that time. Like, <laughs> um, I was just talking to a, a guy and he's a good friend of mine, but I'm like, wow, you're charging X, which is multiples of me. And I'm like, wow, my show's just as good. So I'm learning mm -hmm. from him, even though actually I was saying my show's even better, but as friends, I can say that to him and we rub each other a little bit. And, but he was just saying, there's no reason why Dan, you can't charge that much. So 
surrounding myself with people who are encouraging and are saying, hey, you can do it, as opposed to people who don't want to share information. There's people who are willing to share if you're willing to pay the price. Uh, and you just surround yourself with those people and they give you the inspiration. They, they truly yeah. believe in you. Yep, I agree. You, you are you, you are like, uh, there, there's this quote, like your network equals to your net worth in a sense. And you are, you know, the, the sum of that five people that you mix with. And that is how they, you can actually grow yourself, especially if you mix with these five people consistently, right? And, you know, we, we all know that none of us can actually achieve success without some help along the way. So was there a particular person who you feel gave you the most help or encouragement to be who you are today? Yeah, I had quite a few people um, say things to me that were really encouraging and also just people who provided like the avenues that opened up doors. Like uh, Misdirection's Magic Shop, there was a guy named Joe Pond on 9th and Irving. He had this mm -hmm. shop that he'd have monthly lectures. And at that time when I first started, there wasn't YouTube. This was 20, oh, 20 plus years ago. There wasn't dvds i was vhs mm -hmm. tapes so magicians would lecture and they would come around and they would share some of their secrets even top names they all have a team around them and they surround themselves with a team of people copperfield didn't invent all the tricks he does so i found out who the guys who contributed to copperfield blaine cyril all the guys i thought were my magic heroes i decided that I would study from the best of the best and find those people to join my team or watch them and lecture with them, uh, watch their lectures and get their DVDs. I spent over a hundred thousand dollars worth of books, DVDs, and convention fees easily. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a lot, man. Wow. And, and you, it's just like you investing in yourself to be, become better, to really improve on your game and go and, you know, uh, become one of the best magician around in the in the whole world, and that is your that was your one of your goal, and probably I would say that end goal for you, right? And that's how you actually learn and how we can actually grow. So for those of you who are tuning live on LinkedIn or Facebook, or even listening to the audio, this is amazing, amazing advice that you should actually take note of. And this is Daniel Chan, the millionaire's mentalist and the billionaire's favorite magician right and and wow this this is really amazing so so just now as you are mentioning about magic heroes I, i'm really curious who are your magic heroes then um i love paul gertner because he invented something that i used to perform often aussie wind i can name all the guys you know but i'm in telling you that industry guys where a lot of the pros perform their work. You know, like mm. um, Aussie Wind, not a lot of people in the mainstream know who he is, but he's a consultant to guys like David Blaine. So those are the real secrets to magic, is finding the right people. Okay, yeah, true. Okay, cool. When, when you're mentioning about these people, I was thinking about Penn and Teller, who is pretty mainstream, I would say, right? So have you have you, have you been on their show before or, or have you like, uh, you know, partner up with them before or something like that? My son performed for Penn & Teller um, oh. on te national television last year for Access Insider. But uh, I haven't done that. I've met them before at events and I've seen them mm -hmm. at magic conventions and things like that, but um, perhaps in the future. All right. Wow. Nice, nice, nice. I I'm, I'm looking forward to that, especially seeing you on full last, especially, or even like, you know, you, you guys partnering up to do something. So, well, really, really looking forward to that. And and I would like to ask you, right, you know, if let's say right now we are going back via time machine, okay, we have a time machine right now and we are going back to time. And if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Yeah, um, don't quit PayPal that early. Stick in there and talk to that okay. guy named Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. <laughs> and all the other guys that ended up starting these great companies uh, like YouTube and Yelp and all, all the other companies that came out of YouTube, uh, out of PayPal. You know, there's this, got this group called the PayPal Mafia. 
you want to mm-hmm. get into that group so you can get in <laughs> i think they were featured in fortune uh with oh. profiles and i i missed that boat but i did cash out with some stock options it wasn't a lot but uh just pay attention to elon musk <laughs> <laughs> okay cool definitely 18 year old daniel chung will pay huge attention to the billionaires of this era and wow okay cool we will definitely check out the paypal mafia and hopefully by then you would have joined the paypal mafia right and um so so now now that we know that you you have actually gone through so much like you know going through starting your your magic arena by learning going through presentations lectures and all this kind of stuff so what's one thing right you wish you had known when you began your career there are quite a few quotes that i wish i heard earlier on like one is you can always lower your rates but you can't raise them after you quote them so ask a lot more questions before quoting a rate and that is i just jumped out and i kind of like grabbed low-hanging fruit in the beginning which is great but if you focus on quality instead of quantity you're going to have a mm-hmm. bigger output and result. You can always do qual- quali- um, the qu- a quantity later, but if you chose to do quality, a lot of times you'll go a lot further. Mm. So do, do you have like any real life ex- examples for yourself? Like for, for this? Well, I, there's also other things like, for example, having systems in place for mm-hmm charging and like if you hit x number of shows in a month then raise them raise your rate temporarily until that demand comes back down but you you're you're controlling supply and demand and how much you're working so one thing is when i first started out i remember one day i did six shows in a day this was live shows and this is not virtual okay that wore me out that like took I don't know if it took years off, but it felt like I was completely drained. My first show was at 10 a.m. in the morning. My last show started at midnight at a nightclub. I wish, I wish instead at number four or number three, I started charging 1.5. I probably would have made the same amount of money if I charged more on the subsequent ones, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it was just me just attributing it to my work ethic. And okay. uh, it's something that you can brag about, but it doesn't pay the bills or it's not just a smart way to work. It's work smarter, not, not harder. Well, if, if you work smarter and harder, that's the best, right? Yep, I agree. That that would be the best. I mean, like work smart, work, work hard, and, and you definitely get the results that you want probably faster than, than those who just work smart and, and lays around and don't do the work and all this kind of stuff. So, okay, true, true. And and what advice would you actually give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours um buy as many books that you're interested in uh, in the Mm -hmm. industry you can't shortchange yourself by not investing in yourself but the most important is find people that have already done similar things that you want to accomplish there's a lot of guys who give you advice Mm -hmm. but there's so many fakers there's so many of them will, will just tell you what to do, but they're not even earning as much as what you're doing. So find people who are well ahead of you in that journey uh, and listen to those people instead. Don't don't listen to people who are, you know, not doing what you want to do. Okay, cool, cool. So ha- have you ever faced these fakers before? Like, like you, you paid them and they told you that, oh, wow, I am doing this well, so great in this business. and. And yet, you know, um, you you realize after being with them for a while, then you realize that man, this guy is is fake, man. He has been just bullshitting me all this while about how great he is. But then looking at his business portfolio and and all this kind of stuff, man, he's is like it's totally way off, ten times lesser than what he was actually preaching to me, kind of stuff. You noticed a, a couple of things, but there's. There's certain people who can get something once. It's just whether a customer will hire you again. And not mm. only that is if they can do something that you can't do, I don't knock it. I just wait 
or I, I just look, but I don't make any, um, it's important to, sometimes you might think someone's faking it. Like there's a guy, or, you know, a, a while ago, I thought he was just BSing, but I found out that he was really making it. He had, his magic was only average, but he was really making it really far. And there's Ooh. something to be said about that. If they charging so much and doing so little, there, maybe there's something you can learn from that. And that's one thing I think a lot of consultants do. People are like, oh, consultants are overpaid. They're almost like therapists who listen to your mm -hmm. problems and tell you what, you're, what you've already told them and rephrased it or helped you talk through your problem. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you can do that and large companies are going to pay you for that, more power to you. Mm -hmm. So th okay. that is... Um, it's, it's very, very interesting. I've always admired other people in different industries. I have purchased shares of stock in every company that has hired, including Google, who's hired me well over 40 times. Apple's hired Whoa. me at least five times. Lyft, mm -hmm. Uber, Salesforce, LinkedIn, all these major corporations. If you look, go to my website, millionairesmentalist.com, you can see some of these corporations that have hired me. And yep. that getting my foot in the door has allowed me to see a lot more companies. Like I would, I don't think I would have really known what Palantir was or other companies like Neil, unless I worked in this industry because they end up hiring me. But it's also a lot of magicians who are like saying, they don't ask who they're working for. When I get hired by someone, I do research on them and find out a little bit more about them so I can connect with them. Mm -hmm. I will take a picture of someone's bookshelf, but I'll ask permission and I'll say, Hey, it's a really cool bookshelf. Can I take a picture of what you have on the wall? And you'll find that these successful people have a lot of common books. They have a lot of things that are in common. Mm -hmm. So perhaps if you want some of their success, you want to get some of their inputs, some of the things that they are learning. Okay. Yeah, true. Totally. I totally agree with you on that. Like, if you want to learn from the successful people, you've got to look at what are they reading and what are they, what are they watching? What are they, who are they learning from in a sense? And, and I just want to ask you, I know I've not sent you this kind of questions, uh, but I just want to ask you this, like, what are the books that you're reading currently? Um, I love uh, what I'm currently reading was the um, sequel to the Crazy Rich Asians. Um, that book, that was one of my last books that I read. Okay. Um, but I think Ray Dalio's Principles is a book that I think is great. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's great. It's great. Really, really great. Uh, I great met book. him live in San Francisco at a book signing. But uh, even before that, I knew who he was. I also love Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Mm, and, okay. Um, th those are some of the ones that I'd recommend right off the bat. Okay. Wow. So for those of you who are tuning in either through LinkedIn, Facebook, or even through audio podcasts, go and check the books that Daniel has actually recommended. Like Start With Why by Simon Sinek and also Ray Dalio's Principles. This These two books are really phenomenal. And wow. Thank you for all of that. And now let's shift to the core focus of our interview. Now, as we know, you've faced some obstacles during the pandemic, such as losing, you know, thousands of dollars worth of shows, right? So how can web conferencing help improve your business by amplifying your reach and bring better opportunities? Yeah, um, one thing is global reach you want to realize that especially on the virtual platform now that i'm selling ticketed shows on airbnb experiences you know prior to the pandemic if i were to perform in places like germany shanghai las vegas japan four times these are places i perform i would have to have a major corporation like bomeg fly me out to these places but now I can do a show instead of $5,000, I can do a $1,000 show just from my seat at home in this virtual studio you see, mm -hmm. and it's, or up to $10,000. So being on podcasts brings better opportunities. 
It also helps me tell the story because people don't want to hear about my stories when I'm performing for them. They want to see a show, but sometimes they want to connect with you and see and hear about these legendary stories. Because like when I performed for the founders of, or some of the people high up at Google, they had these epic parties where they would have tigers, three camels, crocodiles, leopards. Um, and you can see some of the pictures from my Facebook page of like these over the pop epic parties, $20,000 ice bars, you know, like a, a bar that would melt by the end of the day, literally end of the party. You know, those are pretty interesting uh, events. And I kind of talked about that to the business insider reporter that uh, featured my story. Uh, it was called A Day in the Life of uh, the Billionaire's Magician by Business Insider. And just being out there, learning how to pitch media and learning how to tell your story and then having an elevator pitch. I love the pace of this, but most often people stumble through their pitch. For example, I taught my son how to give an elevator pitch. So he knows he's like, this is his elevator pitch that I helped him with. By the age of five, he was juggling three balls. By the age of eight, he was juggling five balls. By the age of 10, he was picking pockets and juggling three flaming torches. By the age of 12, he was on national television twice on Tiffany Haddish's Kids Say the Darndest Things and Access Daily with uh, Penn and Teller. And most Whoa. recently, as of this morning, he was accepted into the Magic Castle Junior program. So most people don't have time to go through your whole life story like what we're doing here. You mm -hmm. have to make it concise before people listen to your whole story. And that's the problem yep. that most people have is they ramble on and our time is the most valuable thing. So I'm honored for anyone who's still on here listening to it, but let's get the elevator pitch really concise. And when that happens, the networking opportunities really expand. And when you have a gimmick like magic, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, you're the life of the party. So I have yep. CEOs learn from me. Uh, and for the good stuff, I might charge 250 to $1,000 for an hour's worth of work, but it's not that. It's they're cutting down their learning curve. A lot of people say, oh, that's a lot, but they don't realize that took me 20 years to find the best solution. It's kind of like that thing about Picasso, about mm -hmm. how long it did it take. Most people can say that story, but can they truly live it? If the whole world is your oyster and you've got so much demand, you can charge that much, but that means you have to have a global platform and you have to have that many people knocking on your door so that you can say yeah. no. But people are often saying no before anyone's knocking on their door, before any demand is built up, before they have a business insider article. So what I love telling people how to do is how to position themselves in front of reporters through LinkedIn, because those strategies, um, most people, don't know how to do and for those i know there's a lot of entrepreneurs online and when i pitched you i sent you a lot of links right mm -hmm. so yes. i have this thing on apple which is called a keyboard shortcut i go to apple system preferences keyboard text text shortcuts and when i type in bzz that entire link that you're going to post in the show notes hopefully pops up mm -hmm. when i yep. type pt this says I'm a pre-PayPal IPO magician who's pivoted to Zoom. I've performed over 330 virtual shows since March of 2020. Dan, and then you see the two links. Did you see yep. how fast all these things came in? So when I was pitching places like Business Insider, I'd write, hey, I noticed you work for Business Insider. And then the same thing. And then I would change it. And I would just type in three characters. I'll say, hi, hi, racing, comma. And then I'd type PT. And that would yeah. spill everything out, Whoa. which is okay. kind of like a little bit more targeted automation, which mm -hmm. I did to such an extent. And most of people are like, oh, you, they don't know how hard a worker I, I am. <laughs> you know, like they just think it just pops out there. I mm -hmm. hit the LinkedIn sending limit of 800 messages in a day. And LinkedIn said, you can't send any more email, uh, messages because um, you have to wait. They thought I was a yep. bot. 
But that's wow. what I did because of the pandemic. But there's actually a tool called scalex.ai, which I wish I learned earlier. I wish I knew this tool earlier. My friend, Chad Burnmeister, he actually showed, I'm not paid subscriber of this, but it can go to places and ping people like TV segment producers or other things. And it will do, it, it actually makes it look like you're viewing their profile. So they'll view you back. And then a little bit later, you will send them an email and it'll do an automation or flow. And it's really affordable. And I really wish I knew that in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, because I spent six to eight hours a day on LinkedIn. Well, yeah. So I, for I, those of you who are uh, interested and are willing to pay, I think it's 500 or $1,000 a month, and you think that your time is more valuable than anything else, consider scalex.ai. Okay. Wow. Scalex.ai. Okay. Interesting. Well, I've not heard of this before until you shared with me this. And sounds like it's really, really good rather than you spending hours by yourself, go and send to each and every one. And you have to Google who is this producer, where, where have they what have they published and what what's their niche and all this kind of stuff man this this is really really good advice really really appreciate it man and so so you know just now you're talking about the elevator speech and all so other than you know creating a very great elevator speech and using this applications what other ways can one gain massive media coverage for themselves especially if you are business owners entrepreneurs and and even like mag magicians yourself. He who tells the best story in life wins. So have stories worth telling. For me, it was, I wanted to be a in more interesting person. I, I do this um, segment in my show called Yes, No, Get to Know. But in this segment, I ask people, would they skydive? Would they bungee jump? Would they eat a rattlesnake? Would they eat a salmon heart while still beating? Now, as a leader, you're told never to ask people to do things that you wouldn't do yourself. Yep. In fact, I've done all those things. And in my show, I ask those questions, but I nail it spot on with a little bit of magic. But okay. more about the story behind it, because asking someone something that is emotionally charged is just as entertaining if framed in the right way. But most magicians are telling you a fictional story. Like my grandfather or this and you know that it's a bs story people uh -huh. want to hear real stories so i said i have a great story i worked for you know at paypal and i had i did all these fascinating things but most people are just too afraid to step out of their comfort zone oh uh, yeah true especially so, so during this pandemic no not many people would dare to go out of their comfort zone <laughs> they would rather be in their comfort zone because you know they are get, getting uh the, the, the pay that they need or probably they are you know not even getting that amount of money that they wish for but they at least they are comfortable in paying the bills and all this kind of stuff which which i realized that man if you are really great at storytelling like how daniel is really great at his story you will definitely reach a lot of people, like not just billionaires, Paula Abdul, and even, you know, business insiders and, and so many other organizations and, and, and media reports that will be helping you to profile you in such a way that it looks really damn, that damn good on you. And, and man, that, that is, that is really good. And I, I'm pretty sure, right, you know, you have performed at many places before, be it on stages, like the ice bar that you've mentioned earlier, right, and so many other places. So what's the most epic billionaire party you've entertained for? Yeah, I've done a couple that I can't even talk about, to be honest with you. I'll t after this, I mean, like publicly, I'm not going to talk about it, but I'll tell you mm -hmm. a little bit of some epic parties later. Um, okay. Uh, it's you there's just so many to choose from sometimes i don't even know i'm performing in front of very famous people like there was one time uh, i saw this the check came in and it said madden and i was like oh cool and i joked with my wife maybe they uh maybe it's john madden and then i found out like when i showed up 
I did the whole show afterwards. I didn't know what John Madden looked like because I'm not a football fan. So, so I didn't know what he looked like. He was sitting in the crowd and I thought he was a young guy. And I I joked with the lady. I said, hey, um, by any chance, do you know John Madden? You know, John Madden, you have that name. And she's like, oh, that's my um, husband's father. And he's sitting right there. Would you like to introduce him? I'm like, oh, crap. I thought you were a young, young guy because isn't it John Madden football? I, I don't know anything because I'm in own, my own magic bubble. So it's it, it's interesting. Like we perform, I've done things for Yao Ming at um, Wild Aid Foundation and many other places. Places those are the ones I can talk about. But it, it's just I joke around and I tell people I get paid for a living to crash parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you going there to hey, what's this card? Okay pictures and all these other tricks and all and then boom you, you are there literally to crash the party and make it like one of the best event ever right and I, I, I I'm really curious like you know when you spoke about Paula Abdul Yao Ming and and so many other people like John Madden and all how did you actually manage to perform for these top leaders and influencers reputation and also um, you just end up performing for the wealthy and then they invite celebrities there. Uh, it's just when you're performing for the top 1% or, you know, above 1% that people show up. Like uh, I did an event that uh, Leon Panetta was there. I think he is the former director of the CIA. I'm just, um, and I, he was at the event in Silicon Valley. So it's just, you just end up being pleasantly surprised. And I've also performed, uh, been at parties where you'd see some really notorious people too, which was weird. <laughs> okay, Not notorious people like the ma those mafias or, or stuff like that. Or we'll talk about this after the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. All right, right. we can talk about that. All right, all right, right. Okay, okay, cool. So just now we were talking about performance and all, you know, all these performers and all, and now, how many of you are literally? you know excited for for this segment because now i'm gonna ask daniel to actually perform one or two tricks for us today and and you know do you mind if you really like show us some of your signature tricks yeah i'll show you a couple of things that i perform often um mm -hmm. let's let's do this when a company is hiring me it's not about the tricks it's more about me showing appreciation for their staff because throughout the entire year, they're working so hard. So one of the things I do is I'm representative of the company and I want to tell you that you guys are the true superstars. What makes you a star is who you are on the inside. What you do day in and day out molds you into a superstar. Whoa. Oh, this is beautiful. So um, let's try th this. I would like you to imagine that you had complete financial freedom. Okay. You would have the opportunity to do what you want with who you want when you want it. So I'd like you to think of a person, place, or thing that evokes a positive thought or emotion. Okay. Close your eyes and really imagine that right now. What, open up your eyes, racing. Okay. What is it that you're thinking of? Well, I was thinking of speaking on the same stage as Gary V. And then Gary we were... V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah I know. So, I, Gary Vaynerchuk. So yeah. that's interesting that you said Gary because um, I think Gary is a great guy. He's uh, very famous and he's one of the biggest in this industry of what you're doing. But um, I actually... Rose. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Damn. Wow. Wow. Uh, one thing for sure, okay, for all of you that's tuning in right now, we didn't you know this this wasn't this wasn't rehearsed, right? This wasn't rehearsed, and I was just thinking of Gary V. We were talking together, we were, you know, 
hugging each other and 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 going chilling together and next moment man Let's gary v was are, in are you guys all on instagram if you do you have instagram on your phone yes i do go to I do. kidmagician.com and let me also uh, bring, bring this over here so go to kid magician on instagram kid k-i-d right yeah kid magician that is my son's instagram page i do something very similar in my shows but i i feel that a lot of people will end up coming to see me live in my ticketed shows okay okay so i i think that uh i'll save that one for yep. later um, so i'm inside already uh yep. smash the follow button yep follow follow the click the Oops. 11z button at the top Okay. What do you see? Can you bring that up? Wait, uh, what button again? The 11Z button. 11Z? Yes. What's 11Z? At Wait, the top on. next to the bio. Next to the bio? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yep. Click on that, please. Okay. And what do you see? I see you. And your son with a dove and he was he's holding on to the cards okay so. perfect in a moment Grayson, i'm going to ask you to think of a playing card think of any playing card at all okay go ahead and and do not think of an ace of spades just think of any playing card okay okay all right all right i'll, I'll okay okay what cool. is the name of the playing card uh king of hearts did you know that men tend to think of kings often? Because for some okay. reason, they associate themselves with royalty. Okay. So okay. Yep. That? Yes, yes, yes. Spades is a one of power. Hearts is the one where people show that they care. And I know that you're a caring person. In fact, on, on the right here, the other side of the card, do you see something right there? What do you see right here? Uh, is that a, a fairy or something? A mermaid? There is a K right here. You see that? Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And then right here, yeah. there's a heart. You see that? Holy cow! <laughs> you, you notice yes. that there is also a K and a heart right in that heart right here? Yeah. So that must oh. mean that that's a king of hearts. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, this, this is mind-blowing, man. I mean, like, uh, I, I was like, thinking hey is that the mermaid or something and the next moment man it's what i was thinking of king of hearts wow and <laughs> okay actually look on my son's button in that instagram page zoom into that instagram page button what okay. do you see on the button zoom in which which button is it the jacket button Check it button. Okay, let me see. On, on the button, you should you should see this picture right here, and I'm right here on the button. You yep. should see a king of hearts. Wow, yeah. Okay. Do you see that as well? There's a K and a heart on the button. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. I do see it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, this this is this is this is amazing, man. <laughs> wow. I so, there's a lot of things that happen virtually that can that play really well in the virtual medium. Um, mm -hmm. for example, in some of my shows in the past in the virtual, I was levitating, which is something that you have to focus on the advantages of the medium that you're performing for. There are disadvantages, okay. but there's definitely clear advantages, but most people don't see that. And they just complain, complain and bitch and whine about things happening or okay. things that are out of your control. I realize I'm just gonna embrace this, embrace okay. the situation. And that is, that is why I want to continue to perform virtually. And now that I have global reach, I have bigger ambitions. Mm -hmm to okay. do things. And I also do shows with workshops where I do okay. things like this and I can oh, uh, wow. 
<laughs> so, wow. I love teaching that because that's, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my gosh. Just again is immenseless. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, Jocelyn. Yeah. Yep. I do, uh, mind reading and magic and a combination of things. So I have three offerings right now. Magic mm -hmm. and the mind, the Chan family show, which is a little bit more for family friendly where I perform with my mm -hmm. son. And then I have a med talk, which is kind of a play on words like a TED talk, but magic, yep. entertainment, and deception, because I thought people love TED talks and people love yep. magic. So what would it look like if they combined it? And that is just one of the, uh, some of the things that I've invented and steal from other industries, you know, take from the best ideas from other industries. Don't take from your same industry. Otherwise you end up becoming the same. And hmm. I have ideas for you after we're done that will help okay. you accelerate your, your podcasting and your career by stealing ideas from other industry. Perhaps it's magic, perhaps it's from some other things, but uh, okay. cross pollinate cool. those ideas too often. We steal from are the same insiders or the top of that industry and it, the industry looks all the same. And mm -hmm. when you steal from other people, it just means that when they can't hire them, they'll hire you because everyone always wants the original. So yeah. if, you if you look at the price of gold and silver, gold is maybe $1,600 or silver is maybe like 30, $40. Mm -hmm. The price between first place and second place is so drastically different. Yeah. Why do you want to be a copy of anyone else? And that is what, you know, I do sometimes for fun is I coach people and I help them work through these things. And this is just for fun because I just enjoy the culture of seeing coaches and other people, because I'm like, wow, that's simple. The stuff that a lot of coaches are doing, it, yep. it, it is, it, it, it's a lot easier to steal from other ideas and you don't get crap from other people when you start taking from other industries versus you, yep. you taking from each other. So, and I think yep. that's what the top people do when, when you look at restaurants, that's what they're doing. I uh, up next for me is I'm looking for investors for finding a venue for magic and dinner show, a magic club. I've accomplished so much. I realized that it would be great if I continue to perform the same things that I'm doing. But when you've hit these goals, a lot of people get complacent and they just go on autopilot, which was a, a danger I did for 20 years. I was often doing the same one things or playing it too safe. When you get to certain levels, you have to continue to push yourself. And my vision is yep. to create something like the magic castle in the Bay area or in a resort place. I love spearfishing. I spearfish all the time. Whenever I have a free week, I go to Catalina and I, I go shoot some fish. That's my thing is, you know, bring out my Hawaiian sling or my, uh, you know, the spear and, and sh shooting fish. So for me, that's what I love. Wow. What do you love? What, what do I love? No, well, I, said, I said, do what you love. Do what you love. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do what you love. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. It's just like what Steve Jobs always said, right? Uh, do what you love and love what you do in a sense. So you got to do that. And then all the more you will be able to, you know, be happier and reach your goals even faster in a sense. So that's why, man, uh, wow. I'm, I'm, you know, while you're talking, I was still still mind blown by by your tricks just now. I was like, especially the King of Hearts. I was like, oh wow, that 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 trick was phenomenal. It was it was epic. I mean, like uh, I've not seen that on YouTube before. I've not seen it live as well. This is the first time I've, I'm seeing it, man. And and you know what? I have a guest. I have a I have a guest request right for from my from a friend of mine who he is who also loves magic and he's gonna watch this later on for the replay because he's working at the moment so he's actually asking you to do you mind like performing the two card monte as well for I for us the two card monte but i do the three card monte which i'll be more than happy to show so three card wow okay yes the two card monte is uh typically done with um well it, the three card monte is what i do so that is the okay and I hope that we can see that properly. Yes, we can. So that is the ace. Chase the ace. The name of the game is Chase the Ace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
that there is a 10, and that's the 10. So where's okay. the The one, middle one. Two. The two. Yeah. You're sure? Yes, very sure. Play this game because a lot of times you'll lose your money. <laughs> so let me do that again for you, okay? Okay. That's the ace, okay? That's the 10. That's the 10. If you think the ace is over here, I've already switched it because that's the 10, and the ace is where you least expect it. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. Oh, wow, this, wow, this, this is really, really impressive. I mean, like, uh, I've, I've not really, wow, okay, I've, I've not, I, I didn't, I didn't know magic is so, you know, so, so, so honest, cool. I mean. <laughs> to be honest, this is stuff that I've retired. I don't really perform this stuff that often because I have better tricks where I'm doing for charge paid audience. I have a full theatrical show where everything links together. So these are things that, you know, you, if you watch it 10 times, you'll probably figure it out to be honest with you. But mm. the process of watching something and figuring out is the easy part. It's doing it. That's the hard part. A lot of people can Correct. figure a trick out. And that's the reason why we love magic is you start figuring small things out or some people just give up. But I'm the type of guy who loves figuring out success and reverse engineering. I, if I can figure out these hard magic tricks, sometimes success is just the same formula, reverse engineering something. Yep, I agree. I agree. So how, how do you, what, how do you see success as for, for yourself? Like success just is the def definition of what you say success is, what the metrics, the key performance indicators that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. For me at one time is let me get on major coverage, television, radios, and magazines. And then I hit those metrics. So for me to do that again, it's a slam dunk because I've already done that. So maybe yep. if I can hit like Forbes or some other thing, maybe in five or 10 or 20 years, maybe that's the next goal mm -hmm. because I've already accomplished so much. Why do the same? So I'm looking at finding people from Asia, some of the guys who have hired me event to invest in a venue, finding some of these billionaires who, have, who know I'm a great performer, but they don't realize I'm a business person and I study because yep. people don't want to throw their money away. They just think, Hey, this is just luck. Oh, you made it as a magician. They don't realize that I was very systematic. Like for example, people are telling me, Oh, reasons why they wouldn't. So I just took away every reason why. And my wife was like, if you, you want to open up a restaurant, go work in a restaurant. So I said, okay, I worked at six restaurants now as a stage for like two weeks to a month. So mm -hmm. I've worked at these high level restaurants and I built relationships. Now, if I, if the investor tells me, what are you going to do? Who's on your team? I can say, Hey, these guys are guys that we can immediately hire over because they love to be a part of what you're doing. So to me, it's comp taking ideas like the food illusion ideas. I want to do something with pup, you know, shadow puppets, do mm -hmm. some rabbits for my friend, have a big bang, the lights turn open and we serve rabbit. I produce a dove and then I, we serve people doves. Okay. So some people that might be, that might not be their cup of tea, but that's what I want to do. And I think that makes for an interesting story. There's going to be yep. people who don't don't want that. There are people who want it. Uh, so I've planned out certain things like that I want to do. I want to find an investor who will help me have something like Monday through Friday, uh, seven uh, $100 per person entry fee with a three course meal. And then on the even on the weekends, I want to do something like 250 to a thousand. Eventually we want to hit a thousand dollar per person where mm -hmm people are traveling from the world because you know that these ha there's people who will travel to Norway or Europe just for a meal. Those are the types of people who often I'm performing for. So if I know that audience, they're just looking for something good enough for them worthwhile. They want to tell a story. Not only am I, they're hearing my story. They want to tell their story of meeting me or 
what they experience. Mm -hmm. I had this person at a Tim Ferriss party. She told me right before I started performing anything, I have this on my website. If you go to danchanmagic.com on the okay. contact page, there's this lady who's energetic and she's like, oh my gosh, you're Dan Chan. We met you eight years ago and you're here at this party again. And you can hear it and you know it's not fake. So I just immediately pulled out my camera and I said, can you just say that again? Mm -hmm. And she ended up giving me the best testimonial because you have this emotion. And if a picture is worth a thousand words without audio, what's video worth? Yeah, true. And people are afraid of how they look. So and people don't start their podcast because they think, oh, I don't like the way I sound. To be honest, I didn't like the way I sound. And that's why I forced myself to do so many podcasts that I don't care about it anymore. You know, like I, I kind of don't care what people think. And when you don't care what people think, you can carve out your own path and your own niche and find your own voice. Yep, I agree. And also at the same time, Dan, just want to let you know, your voice is pretty good, literally. And you, and you don't have to don't like your voice in a sense. I mean, like, it's really nice voice. So it's just not boot licking, but this is just the truth. Okay, I'm just telling you the truth, right? Yeah. So this is, this is, this is really, really good, solid advice. I really appreciate it. And I have one last question for you. Okay, before uh, my, my guests, my audience get to know where to find you, where to see you live and perform live and all this kind of stuff. So if let's say, right then you are you are gonna relinquish everything like you're gonna start everything from scratch again okay what will you do in the next 30 days i would just connect with all the people who have hired me in the past so if that depends on the options uh, i would just send out an email or send out a social media blast I mean, that's what I essentially did when the pandemic hit. <laughs> I had to start mm. over from scratch. I literally went street performing virtually. I was telling people, hey, will you? I was begging people. Like I said, hey, can, will you watch a show? Will you give me feedback? I wasn't even confident. I was like, magic uh, online. You know, like it was either working a minimum wage job. I had a lot saved up, but I looked up, looked around and I was like, I can either work minimum wage job or try to jump into some other industry. And I thought about that for a second. And then I just said, let me just build this back up. Let me be the first mover. And when I started doing one or two effects that translated really well, I said, there's something to this. I'm going to exploit the medium. There's certain things that I can do on Zoom that I can't do anywhere else, which is you're in Singapore. There's no way yeah. that I could have done this sort of publicity and reached your audience and probably at the end of this sell lots of tickets to an event but before mm -hmm. the pandemic people weren't used to Streamyard or zoom or any of the other things but yeah sure we knew skype but the thing is it yep. wasn't i wouldn't do a demo my closing rates are now higher than ever because i do this you know mm -hmm. for people every time if someone wants to see an effect i do a demo yep. for them and if you're a magician and you're not doing demos, you're losing out on a bigger opportunity because before it might've been like a 10% closing rate. With effects like that, your closing rates are over 50% easily. Mm, okay, yeah, I agree. That's why everyone should go and, you know, go online as well. Don't just close offline, go online and close as well. Look at this, this is how Dan has worked his way up towards his success after the pandemic as well, right? So that's why it's really, really important that you innovate and also at the same time hustle, work smart, work hard for whatever that you want. And uh, just want to ask, like, where can people see you perform live? Like this in terms of like Zoom wise? Yeah, so uh, I have a schedule of, you can buy tickets at my website, millionairesmentalist.com. Okay. I've got publicly ticketed shows, typically one or two a month. And if you don't see times that work for you, just tell me and I'll, I can even add a date. I know that right now people have been asking me for time zones. I'm doing shows as early as 5.30 a.m. my time, believe it or not. And I'm doing shows Whoa. sometimes in Australia starting at midnight my time. 
I've done things like that. So it just ping me well in advance and I'll add a date, you know, and I love what I do. I mm -hmm. truly, truly love what I do. And I think that there's so much opportunity for this virtual magic. And I think we're in the infancy of this stage. A lot of the th things in culture, like movie effects, were done by like Harry Houdini and Charlie Chaplin mm -hmm. and other variety artists. They were the innovators. And you're going to mm -hmm. see that some of these things that you've actually seen in the Zoom updates, believe it or not, were contributed by my friends who are magicians who gave feedback on zoom, you know, like the spotlight view and all that stuff that you're experiencing, believe it or not, it was suggested by magicians. And we have oh. been on the cutting edge of a lot of things. We've been inventing things and there's so many contributions. I, I, because we go to magic conferences, mm -hmm. there's other people in Hollywood, even going to magic conferences. There's a lot of amateur mm -hmm. hobbyists. Magic is so cool that you can have janitors and, doctors and lawyers all be hobbyists and there's a cross pollination okay. because we love the art yeah i i can i i can I, I can see you know the the love for it especially like man when when they are really in love with magic like wow they will go all out for it like like some of them would even go to go and learn from this people like some of you them will even go and learn from you how to do all this magic and how to actually you know perform and and some of them might even be a guest for some of their you know idols in a sense right and and they went on to perform because i, I i've actually checked out one of this guy that i really admire as a as a magician as well his name is shin lim he yeah. wants the america's got talent as well and he and he partnered up with many people and there's ones where he even like had a a group of fans a fan meetup and then they were performing together and, and they were performing on each other as well and letting one another show like showcase their own tricks and all and and it's really interesting so and of course like after when you reached out to me i went on to check out check you out and watch your your magic tricks and watch your videos i was like wow man you wow your your yours is really really fabulous like i even though i i love to watch uh pen and teller fool us as well i i was like thinking man when is dan going there man when when is dan going to be on on these stages and, and and in terms of like you know mainstream stages and 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 man i would love to you know see him live on these stages to to actually go and you know, I, love what, I love when I perform something on that big a platform. I, I typically mm -hmm. say when I'm doing something like that, I'm retiring in effect because once you perform mm -hmm. it there, magicians will be inspired by you or copy you. So okay. for that, then if you don't show up on national television with your A game, it's a disservice to you and your audience. So I'm just not wanting to be at that in that space just yet i have ideas but i'm letting everything marinate hopefully that show will be around for a while because i see that whether i'm doing something with my son together mm -hmm. uh, or he, i'm just in the background because every magician has a chris kenner and chris kenner is david copperfield's right hand man who does a lot of things and often when you step back you can do a lot more. I'm actually behind the scenes with some top magicians, one, uh, just a few uh, top magicians where I'm contributing to their success. I've already had enough success that I don't mind stepping back. If it happens and there's opportunity, sure. But if I was doing that, I couldn't be executing on my vision of connecting with people, connecting with investors and connecting mm -hmm. with chefs and also taking time to study in these famed restaurants because for my next vision i don't want to copy what other people are doing i want to take fine dining to the next level so i've been a thought leader on influencers and uh, on quora and i have one or two things that i've seeded there one of my top posts was about food about why are there no high-end chinese high-end di uh, chinese dining dishes and in there you can see a subtle pitch of my vision for the future so i'm looking to build something where hopefully it becomes a fame 
that people will fly. But in the meantime, people can see my virtual show on Airbnb experiences or on my website, millionairesmentalist.com. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, cool, cool. Well, well, thank you so much for all your input, all your advices, your true, your value bombs, your golden nuggets, right? So how can my audience get in touch with you? If you want to see what it is performing like for Epic Parties, I have a lot of pictures archived on my Facebook page, which is uh, just search Dan Chan, a master mm -hmm. magician, or just... Um, just search Dan Chan on Facebook and Dan okay. Chan Magician. I'm also on Instagram at Dan Chan Magic. Mm -hmm. uh, I okay. kind of archive a lot of these posts over time, so you have to follow it in real time because there's some tricks I do on Instagram that I have to keep my feed clear. So I kind of okay. like archive and hide, hide certain things afterwards. And it's kind of like my, my place. I'll post it up for 24 or 48 hours um, as well. But we, we've got some of those things out there. Just check out Instagram. I'm on there. I'm also trying to do a couple of things on TikTok occasionally. So the more of the things okay. that I'm testing out, I'm just talking through my process on TikTok. It's kind of like you really want to get to know me and what, behind the scenes. That's kind of like where I don't want my corporate audiences following me. It's just kind of my place to let loose and practice and holding some of my, that my work in progress, just putting it out there for my uh, super loyal fans who have known me since 20 years ago. They want to see where you're going. So you're creating this journey that they can follow you on. Okay. Wow. Nice, nice, nice. So for those of you, uh, you can click on the caption below. We have all the links for you to connect with Dan. And uh, wow, Dan, really appreciate you for coming onto the podcast. Really appreciate it. So... With that, I would like to thank each and everyone for tuning in, especially those who have tuned in on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and those that are from America, Singapore, and, and many other parts of the world. Thank you so much for tuning in. So with that, stay tuned for the next episode of The Regacy Show where we have a lot of amazing coaches. We have a lot of amazing speakers, authors that will be coming your way to inspire you all right so with that thank you so much once again take care and god bless see you bye bye thank you racing thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the legacy show I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episodes out to your people, to your family, your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the legacy show family so you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you all right so with that i would like to thank you once again see you and stay tuned for another episode of the legacy show